Who's going to start the Katie McCabe rant? Is it going to be me or you, Emma? He knew he messed up the minute the whistle went because he went straight up to Katie and I don't know what he said. I should have started you. I don't think he said that, but he should be saying Subscribe that. to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Sarah Donovan is with us in studio to look back on the weekend's hurling. Sarah, good morning to you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, feeling it as a Cork hurling fan at the moment? It was interesting that others had put Galway ahead of Cork after last weekend. So I was glad that they went out and got the result against Galway. So pa- put power, that a power rankings dig, is it? 14 man Galway, to be fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that. But that was, what, early second half, two yellow cards? Scored like two, two goals straight after, so. Two, three. Sorry, yeah. do, do red cards not count? Is there some special prize you get for losing the game when you're 14 men? Couldn't see what happened. So, there we go. <laughs> Jeez, Johnny, I didn't know we were going to go toe-to-toe so early in the morning. <laughs> Good game of hurling, though. Yeah. Um, from 18 different scores. Mm. Galway had 10 different scores. Cork had 8 different scores. Cork are a bit like tip at the minute. They're holding on to their older... I suppose older guards the likes of Conor Lehan, um he scored 2-3 and then they're kind of peppering it with new talent Sean Toomey Corsi's man scores two great goals it's interesting to see how Pat Ryan is mixing the old and the new uh, Hoggy was out obviously through injury so Lehan had the captaincy and I thought Lehan led the line really well uh, Is the plan for them both to play together later in the year do you think? Absolutely. It is, yeah. It is. It is. I would say that Hoggy would be on the inside line and Lehan would be outside. But then you're looking at the change in the Cork, uh, I suppose, the, the size of the players coming into the setup. Um, they look more like Galway. They're kind of, they're all six foot, six foot one, six foot two. And I suppose in, in recent years, that's what Cork were lacking um, around the half forward line. Declan Dalton yesterday scored six points from playing the first half. His striking is impeccable. Lucky to stay on the field in the second half you know same kind of incident as Stephen Bennett last week for Waterford and uh, as the TG Carr lad said taw taw on taw Lesh you know really really lucky lad to stay on the field yesterday but you know outside of that I suppose moment of madness he was impeccable for Cork and we, were, we were just saying there, like, can, can you get away with the, the you know with with the, 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 the more diminutive player do you need at this stage with the way Limerick are to actually go that physically kind of formidable um, player like I, I think you have to um, it's interesting that Limerick bar Shane O'Brien who's the only lad who's who's probably a little light um, are all you know six foot f- four six foot five uh, Kyle Hayes is six seven you know mm-hmm. and he's tipping up the field Saturday night scoring three points at his ease they're an incredibly good team to watch good touch for a big man are Kyle Hayes <laughs> and Garrod Higarty it's insane it is insane when you think about like just the collection of athletes that they've produced yeah. who are also uh, incredible stick men um, but to to go back to um, Cork, Johnny was wondering about uh, Pat Ryan and, and what do we know about Pat Ryan and, and what his team is going to be as an expression of him and what his ideals are and what like what what does he want them to be? Intensity first, work rate. I suppose Pat Ryan as a player with Sars and as a manager with Sars, they they were very structured, very organised. They won their own ball, um, a lot of different options for scores. They weren't reliant on one player. So from Pat Ryan. I suppose what he did with the 20s and how he's gone into the senior setup, he's thrown the net far and wide. Um, lots of different clubs involved in the setup now. Um, he's the Bars have won the county last year. Yesterday, I think Brian Hayes was the only Bars player. Um, he he isn't shy about, I suppose, m- mixing up 
um, the different talents. Because Cork is a big county and everyone always tells us that Cork is a big county. There's lots and lots of clubs, so he's giving everyone opportunities, which which I like. Um, I don't know what his championship 15 is going to look like. Luke Mead had an incredible game last Saturday night against Limerick and he comes on yesterday. You know, It's interesting, he, he hasn't stuck with the spine. I know I'm jumping, but Dublin seemed to have stuck with the spine. Owen O'Donnell, uh, Conor Burke, uh, midfield Chris O'Leary, um, centre forward Dunica or Donald Burke. You know he seems to have an emphasis, whereas Cork are still mixing it. Uh, and that has, I guess, always been a difficulty for anybody coming in. The size and scale of the population is a blessing and a curse, depending on your ability to filter for the good stuff in it. Well, if you look at Kingston. And I suppose the changes that Pat Ryan has made this year and the players that he's brought in and the players that he's looking at, it's completely different personalities in the setup this year. So you can be lucky or you can be very unlucky in Cork because if you get an opportunity and you take it, great, or you'll never be seen. And that in work rate and intensity is the type of thing that, I guess, that's, is that the characters that he's looking for? First off, if once once you hit that level, then you're going to be allowed to express yourself? There's massive criticism over the last number of years, and I was obviously leading the line in, in some aspects. Incredible frustration going to games and seeing Cork players allow play to develop the other teams, getting scores at their ease, you know, not laying a glove on players. This year, there seems to be a real work rate. I think last there are a lot of turnovers where like Galway just coughed off the ball and like quick point like yeah. And look, fair. and if you look at the change in in work rate for Cork last week against Limerick, and I think they they increased their tackle count by by forty tackles in the second half. They they have to go after the tackle and they have to go after those balls. It's funny first. we had Anthony Nash on on Friday and he actually said that the second half and the first half wasn't just a, a, a pickup of like intensity. So it wasn't just banging the table at halftime like tactically that they, they changed the position in the half-forward line, which actually allowed them to get closer to their opponents. To So it, it was kind of, um, it's not just a, a simple, we want you to work harder. It's like, okay, we're well, not putting in your position. We're not putting you in the position to succeed. What's wrong? And that was one of the things that he... Yeah, because you have, to, you have to be able to lay a glove on the player. Like, you look at the score scores across the games over the weekend, teams are hitting 30 scores mm. because teams are stepping off and allowing the play to develop it's not the best kind of game to watch you you want high intensity you want the Kieran Joyce type blocks against Limerick last Saturday night that's what you want to see in a game not a lad scoring a ball from 60 yards um, the Cork game again for people who didn't see it was uh, it looks on, on the scoreline like it's relatively close at the end but Cork hammered Galway until injury time Sorry, really they didn't hammer them there was, there was, <laughs> a, there was, time, there was really. a 2-3 moment in the game Galway were like every bit as good as Cork essentially in that game okay, right. but they, for much of it they had 14 men like there was that was the key moment so you're actually feeling Galway good missed a penalty where the one score off levelling the game at the end so Galway like you know you're bringing back Carl Mannion who like is just easing his way back in you know um, Whelan had a fairly quiet first 40-50 minutes like Galway loads of positives out of that game I think you're very happy with how it looked oh yeah but like Galway it's early days for Galway like I mean they didn't hammer them at all like there was no suggestion well it was a 10 point game in, in stoppage time yeah but it, it wasn't it, it, it wasn't that type of game like. to four. yeah the, the sending off was key it was a mad moment like a couple of minutes and that was it like but Galway would fancy themselves to be Cork for the game or tomorrow like That's in my view <laughs> No, right. What was your question? <laughs> no, no, there was no. It was just an observation. <laughs> just an observation. I'd be very confident if Cork were to play Galway in an All Ireland quarter final this year. I think um, they got a lot of flack last Well, the, 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 the interesting one for Galway is like um, few decisions probably around the forward line. Um, who's he going to like? Will Nyland start? Is he, is he reliant on him for his freeze? Is he good enough? Sort of. I, I, I think probably Henry is like the, he, he's not sure of his best fifteen at all at the moment. 
No, but they had 10 different scores yesterday. So mm. he has time. You know, I suppose how much store is he going to put on the league? Mm. He certainly doesn't have a set 15. The one worry from Galway's perspective is they coughed up a lot of scores. Like, in fairness, even the first half, they coughed up a lot of scores. Well, I think Garrow McInerney yesterday, Sean Toomey skipped past him for the goal. Mm. I think you're relying too heavily on McInerney and he's got a lot of time in the legs. The only thing about that is, right, and like famously, um, Jackie Terrell would have responded to similar levels of criticism by then going out and having one of his all-time great years. Like, I, I would back Garrow McInerney to come back I don't need him to be world class in the first two weeks of the league, but I do need him to be fully fit and get the hurling into the legs, get the fitness. So, um, so you're saying it's like Seamus, Seamus Callan, it's like Jason Flynn, it's like putting store on these guys in the early rounds of the league to get that. You get the hurling into them, get the game time, and then and then level off, and taper can, off. Well, you can make the decision if they're if they're still up to it. But I thought Seamus Callan looked as uh, fit as I've seen him looking at this portion of the year before, and. Um, I don't know. I think there's just a, there's something about this Tipperary team this year as well, which is going to be interesting. Hard to know because I'm not sure where, what the story is with Kilkenny. I'm a little disappointed with Tipperary in that this is no criticism against Liam Gall. And I know the Fitzgibbon has obviously taken lots of players. And we have to, I suppose, temper this by saying the Lads were out Thursday night. Mm. And they put in massive shifts on Thursday night for, for the different teams and the different clubs. Uh, I think Tip should have more players coming in. I, you know, reliant again on Flynn, Callanan. Uh, Morris where are the young lads where are the minors the 21s if Limerick are able to pepper their team with this talent how come Tip aren't doing it if anybody is going to do it though it's going to be him right and maybe he um, If I often think about like the the. remember when Casemiro signed for Man United they didn't put him in the team straight away mm. and he's like clearly the best player most expensive most important player whereas he puts Anthony straight in the team and you're like what's going on here but they were just getting them up to speed and going, okay, we're setting a culture in place here where those kids are going to come in and get get a place off James Callan straight away. No. Okay. Do you know, I, that's what I think. There's a bit of that going on. Um, and I, 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 I think though Limerick are doing it better than anyone right uh, now. Yeah. Like Limerick, From a position of strength though. So if you look at Saturday night, you look at Michal Hulin scores 12 points, uh, Shane O'Brien scores 2 points Adam English scored 2 points and uh, Donegal Dalek scored the goal One sixteen from their lesser lights Saturday night mm. any other county team would be skipping out the gate if their lesser lights had scored one sixteen. It's it, it, they're in that sweet spot that Kilkenny were in and that the Dubs were in where if they get 2 players to add to their starting 15 and yet I mean look I don't know that, I, that's why we were, we're trying to work out the importance of this league um, with the shortened season it's going to be much easier for players to put in three or four good performances in the league and buy the opportunity to get into the championship team in a way that in previous years it might not have been I think so maybe we're underrating the value of this league I've very much enjoyed the last two weekends from the point of view of understanding where the different teams are in terms of their development phase so I would say Limerick as a store they have like a conveyor belt of players coming through um, worryingly I, I don't know is is it going to cause issues for the I suppose the, the more established players I think Seamus Flanagan the last two days has missed Gillan massively and he's getting to grips with how these new players are running making their moves um, and I wonder you know what we'll see later in the in the league will Flanagan get, get into it but right now he's missing Gillan yeah I mean, it's uh, let's all wait and see exactly what happens with that situation. Uh, the dubs, right? You, you talked about the spine of the Dublin team. Is yeah. there, um, you know, I don't know who was smiling and laughing in the um, post-match press conference, which you didn't see from him a lot <laughs> over the years. He seemed really happy, just very excited to be back involved. Yeah, look, the Dublin setup yesterday was interesting. 
this Dublin team reminds me of the Cork team kind of three years ago. A load of young lads who love hurling, the likes of Conor Donoghue, um, Keanu Sullivan last week with the two goals against Waterford. But they're going to need bulk. And it's going to take two or three seasons to put that bulk on them. They're so lean. They're so neat. They're flying up and down the field. But that second half spell that Antrim had yesterday, I was behind the goal in Parnell Park yesterday where that Antrim were scoring into in the second half. And Neil McManus is a wizard. I like the catch out of the sky he takes Gibbons and Gibbons a massive save um, and then he goes two sec- you know, two minutes later and he wallops the crossbar and then Keelan Malloy comes in out of nothing like a train the- Keelan Malloy is the best man to run off the shoulder if anyone wants you know we, we spend our whole lifetime on the field trying to coach players to run off the shoulder Keelan Malloy's goals yesterday exceptional but from Dublin's point of view yesterday as, as good as they were in the first half they went 15-8 ahead got complacent I guess uh, I, I don't think it was complacent it was just it was just Antrim decided in the second half to pick a pocket so mm. Conor Burks at centre back he loves to go forward and there's a space opens up if he goes forward and I don't know if Burke is going to be the the six for Hall in the long run because of the fact that he loves to go forward and he wouldn't have ordinarily played for you know at six for Vincent's mm. I, I think that they need a tighter structure in, in, in their defence and that allowed Antrim to come back to three points yesterday having been out of the game completely. Uh, does that suggest that both these teams could do more as the season progresses or like... Have they reached their ceiling? It's hard to know, isn't it? Because like, I'm, I'm obviously desperate for Antrim to make a bit of a breakthrough and for the dubs. Like, I think it'd be yeah. really good for Hurling generally if these two were teams that were capable of you know, taking proper scalps. I, I think from Dublin's point of view, as I said, it's it's that muscle, it's that right. that muscle bulk. They've they've two or three seasons where they're gonna to have to add fifteen kgs a man. It's it's scary, but that's that's what we're looking at when you compare them to Limerick to Galway. To well Galway. hopefully this is the start of the Michal Donahue project and he sees that through because that would be like really important to have somebody with his skill set and nous and, you know, uh, clearly uh, charisma in, in getting the players to play. Um, O'Donnell, no, no mention of him playing for the footballers at the moment. So. No, and he got another score again yesterday. He's two from two, two weeks in a row. So I wonder, will that trend continue? I thought the Antrim body language was interesting in the game. I thought they played with a great spirit like and a great sort of belief in what they were doing as well. Second and, half. Yeah, you know, but even even the first half, they had a lot of bad wives. It was a great moment where they missed a goal chance, Dublin went down, scored a point. And, um, uh, Antrim, are they on the cusp of something? Well, I'm not sure what that something is, but like this, they're really pushing teams pretty close. Like I don't know if that's a kind of a come off from the fact that uh, the likes of Malloy and Cunning were playing right up until Christmas mm. with their club. Mm. Will they actually burn out come June? It's mm. been a long, long year for that group, Dunloy, mm. and the benefit of them playing to that time is they're actually at full tilt right now. So are we getting the best out of them right now? Like, with all due respect, there's no excuse for Antrim not to be good considering that uh, they have a load of educational establishments who are no doubt interested in helping third-level students. They've got, like, two pockets in North County and in the city. And, like, you know... It's pockets, though. Yeah, but it's numbers. They also have numbers. Like, the population of... Belfast is absolutely massive, mm. you know. There's anyway. I do think though it yeah. takes a lot to get uh, games into them. Look, like, it's it's hard to travel up and down the country to get key games. Mm. It's it's much easier for Tip to cross the border and get a decent game than it is for Antrim to come down four hours. No, totally. <laughs> Commitment, sure. expenses, everything. Yeah. It all adds up. Yeah, but um, fingers crossed, they're on the verge of a breakthrough. Uh, are any concerns about Kilkenny at this point? Yeah, many. <laughs> yeah, I lacked complete edge yesterday against Tip. Uh, overplaying the ball. Um, 
their decision making was completely off. Uh, I was very frustrated with them. I, I'll be honest. Um, you were thinking, give the ball now. And then it was an overplay, an overpass, um, nervousness. It has to be a massive shock to the system, though, trying to get over like this new this regime that was there so long. Like it has to take a long time to get over the Cody Rain. Like, uh, but Ling has Ling was around the setup. Uh, it's not the same though. Like Brian Cody, but like he's gone, and that is going to take time. Well, sure. look, I, I didn't expect fire and brimstone from yesterday, right? Okay, but I did expect uh, a cohesiveness from the, from the setup because there is enough players there to I suppose to continue. You know the the good form from last year, but what were they trying to do? I I, I play the, the ball through the lines, mm. and it, it was breaking down. But they were overpassing the ball, so they'd get it to the half back line, and instead of pinging a pass into the likes of Billy Drennan, who loves a, a quick ball, they, they went an extra they went an extra man, tip stepped up, broke the ball broke down. You know, their the second goal or the first goal was a concession. Was it the second goal? Was a concession from uh, just a poor poor touch. Mm. Um, Billy Ryan was about the only player who showed that physicality, that aerial prowess that we'd expect from Kilkenny normally, but uh, very just very lacklustre, very off colour. Uh, one last thing, Claire um, <laughs> Brian Lowen didn't speak to RT afterwards or before the game. Um, what do we expect from Clare this year? Like, was last year them in the Munster final a peak, or was that them a statement? Obviously, they're still missing players, key players, right? Yeah. So we're not reading too much into it. But again, fairly desperate for Clare to be at that level to push Limerick in Munster, so that Limerick are coming out and everybody's like, okay, we've got tape now on every on what the problems with uh, Limerick are when we, when we reach the All Ireland series. Um, but what's the truth about Clare? If I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very fair to to Lowen now. Right, a lot of that Clare team is involved in Fitzgibbon. So the likes of Dermot Ryan, you can't expect him to play Thursday night and then have to come out Saturday night and give the same kind of performance against a Limerick team which doesn't have the same load on a weekly basis. Right, the likes of Mark Rogers again, same scenario, out playing Fitzgibbon. That's the toll that is being taken on these players midweek and then have to come out on a Saturday night and do it all. If he wanted to beat Limerick, genuinely wanted to make a statement against Limerick, he'd have started Kelly and uh, Conlon on Saturday night. He didn't. It's only eight weeks championship. I, I know he'll be disappointed with the manner in which they conceded scores and look, it took David Reedy to come on later on to actually give him a bit of a spur. I think he hit one too. I, I suppose it's just that if the Fitzgibbon wasn't happening last week, I think we'd have seen a different Clare team. But I think the Fitzgibbon is taking a lot of toll on those players. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I wonder, is there a case for um, saying, screw the split season and hurling, we're just going to have hurling in summer for the, the championship, and that's it. Sorry, lads. I don't care. Because it's a hurling, it's a summer sport. I, I did find watching it, like, the, the the pitches just didn't, like, certainly in Galway, and it was hard for the lads to control the ball at times, and it's, it yeah, up, yeah, you can get away with it, obviously. Look, I'll be honest, Saturday night, it took all my will not to turn off the Limerick Clare game and put on Happy Valley. Like, <laughs> I tried, I... What's Happy Valley? Oh, it's... it's I only know it as a race course in Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? Uh, it's a series on BBC One, and it's it's absolutely groundbreaking, but I, I was there going, OK, I'm going to give these lads 20 more minutes That's of my time. <laughs> I, I was so tepid. Um, yeah. But, look, from Limerick's point of view, I was... Ah, they're scarily good. And it's the lesser lights, lads. You know, that's that's what we're looking at. Last one here. Uh, Quirky1980 says, Cork have been mixing the spine of the team for years and not really discovered anything different. Not sure when it comes to the championship, will they be any different down the middle from previous years? 
Right. Well, look, Owen Downey's in full back this year, which is new. Uh, Kieran Joyce, this is his second year centre back. I think centre backs get a Tom Brady style uh, kind of airing in Cork. Um, you, you get a few years to to settle in. Uh, in terms of midfield, Luke Mead. Um, quality hurler last year. He didn't obviously get much favour in Cork. So nice to see him back in the setup this year. And then you've got Hoggy and Lehan. If Tip can hold on to Callanan and Jason Ford for as long as they have and the likes of Michael Breen, then we can hold on to our older guys as well. All right. Good stuff, Sarah. Thanks a million. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.